Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we will be entering the month of Shvat. And Shvat is the month of the birthday of the trees. It's a very special month. And as it says in the Benei Isahar Mameri, in Chodesh Shvat, it says based on the order of the encampment, Shvat corresponds to the tribe of Asher. And the astrological sign of this month is Aquarius. So in the book, The Wisdom in the Hebrew Months, which I just got to bring you new information on the, on the months, uh, written by Rabbi Svi Rizman, and it's considered a jewel, this book. He says that we find a seemingly diverse or even somewhat contradictory array of factors associated with the month of Shvat. There's like paradoxes in this month. One, we see that Shvat corresponds to the tribe of Asher, and uh, Asher, Jacob blessed Asher, and he says from Asher, his bread will have richness and he will provide the kingly delicacies. Rashi explains that the food that comes from Asher was uh, in the land will be very rich, like they had a very rich and fertile land, uh, land and they, they were very well known for the olive trees. They, they, they lived in a place where these olive trees bloomed and they became very rich because they sold this extra virgin oil where people came from all over the world to buy from them and they became very rich. Asher also, they were very happy people. They were Asher, Ashrei, they come from gratitude, thanking Hashem, they were always thanking Hashem. They had very good midot, their children were very well brought up because they were always happy with their lot. They were not looking at what they didn't have, they were happy with what they had. And this made this tribe very special. The, even more, the Kohanim wanted to marry their sons with the daughters of Asher. Moshe Rabbeinu took Yaakov's blessing a step further, stating Asher will dip his feet in oil. Not only will they be rich because they produce oil, what it says is that the abundance of olive groves um, was so much, so much, that it was so much olive the oil that they had that they could even dip their feet in it. The Talmud records an incident illustrating how aptly these blessings were fulfilled. Asher's land was so full of olives that one member of the tribe was able to provide an astounding amount of oil to one uh, purchaser. So the constellation that, that, um, that functions in this month is the constellation of Aquarius, which is in Hebrew it's called Deli. Literally, it means bucket, and it's generally used to draw water. Well, you know, a bucket is used to draw water, and, um, and we see uh, that from the well, as the constellation name implies, aqua is water in Latin, and in English, the constellation is called water barrier, bar barrier, carrier. These two factors are somewhat contradictory because, you know, water, and oil don't mix. Water tends to free to be free, like a free liquid. It it go, it trickles down. And you see that when you mix oil and water, the oil will also rise up and be on top of the water. So here we see that the that this is two contradictory uh, characteristics of the month. We're gonna come to understand what they mean. And uh, and there's a historic event associated with this month of Shvat. 
And it says that Rosh Chodeshvat was a seminal date in Jewish history. This is, I just learned this, I didn't know. It says, the Torah tells us that on that day, five weeks before his death, Moshe gathered the Jewish people for his final teaching. So we know it was on the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first of the month, that Moshe began explaining this Torah. And the Hasidic masters consider Rosh Chodesh Shvat to be a time of Matan Torah. So it's the, the, the month, the energy of the month is as powerful as the, as the month of Matan Torah, which is the month of a, of a, oh, se me fue, oh. It's the month I got married. <laughs> I forgot. Sivan, Sivan. So it's as, as powerful as the month of Sivan, the energy contained in this month. Although we, it's not something that is known, that it's like people know about this. So we see that Matan Torah was tantamount to the day that the Torah was given at Mount Sinai, was the day that the Torah was given. And because on that day, Moshe began explaining the Torah to the entire congregation of Israel. For 40 years, he was giving this, uh, he was teaching the Jewish people the Torah that was given at Mount Sinai. Uh, we see that the, the, the Torah that was given to the Jewish people at the end of, of, of his life, which was the last book of Devarim, is known as the book of Mishneh Torah, because the last book of the five books of Moses, in reality, is like an autobiography of Moses. It's written in first person. It's the same Torah, it's the same laws, it's the same, he's, he's like uh, repeating everything that Hashem gave us in the first four books, but he's talking in first person. So this book is called Mishneh Torah, which literally means repetition or review of the Torah, and which contains many previously mentioned laws. For this reason, Rabbi Tzadok HaKohen refers to Devarim as the beginning of Torah Shebe'al Peh, which is the oral Torah. So this, this last book of the five books of Moses that are written Torah is considered the beginning of the oral Torah. So since the wellsprings of Torah begin to flow on Rosh Chodesh Shvat, when Moshe began teaching the Mishneh Torah, the ability to reach for great depths of understanding of Torah are contained in the month of Shvat. This is a month in which the energy is very auspicious to learn Torah and to be able to contain the knowledge that you acquire. Uh, so the more Torah you learn this month, the better it is. So Moshe's gift of Torah Shebel Peh, the oral Torah, had an aspect of historic significance. Rashi cites a Midrash that while teaching Sefer Devarim, Moshe explained the Torah to the Jewish people in all 70 languages. He gave it in all 70 languages so everybody could understand it, not only the Jewish people, but all the 70 nations. And we find here that Hazal, uh, Hazal our sages, react unfavorably to another attempt to translate the Torah. They're not happy about this. Uh, when King Petolomi ordered the sages to translate the Torah into Greek, the world went dark for three days. So we know that when the first temple was destroyed, the Greeks made the sages subsequently made them translate the Torah so people could understand it, people that were not Jewish. I think it's, yeah, 
I think it's in the second temple, I'm sorry, the Greeks. So why was Moshe translation of the Torah considered positive while that of the sages was negative? So let's understand what this means. So Rabbi Tzvi Elimelech Spira, he was a 19th century, very holy rabbi known as the Bnei Isahar. He teaches us that Aquarius, the month of Aquarius is associated not only with the month of Shvat, but that is also the constellation of the whole Jewish people. This is the constellation of Klal Israel. And he says that uh, Hassal teach that Eliezer, Abraham Avinu's uh, servant, was, um, was very, very um, loyal to Abraham Avinu. He drew from his master's Torah and served it to others. So even though he was not Jewish, he lived a Jewish life. He lived with the seven Noahide laws and he spread Judaism wherever he went, the mor moral and the values of the Jews. So a loyal servant like Eliezer does not choose his own course in life. He fulfills his master's will faithfully and obediently like water bucket that exists solely to serve its, uh, its owner. Eliezer drew Abraham's teachings and conveyed them to the world at large. So this is an analogy that just as a bucket is used to, used to draw water from a well and it's used to distribute it similarly to the constellation of Aquarius daily, the Jewish people also don't chart their own course. We're also servants of Hashem. So our job in life is to draw the water, the water which represents Torah, to draw water from, from the wellsprings of Torah. And, and our purpose, the whole purpose of the Jewish people is to be a vessel that loyally serves God of the Torah. So our job as Jewish people is to draw the Torah, to draw the water, the knowledge of Hashem, the wisdom of Hashem, and spread it to the world and serve it to the world. So we see here that Bnei Sahar goes on to explain the correspondence between Shvat, water, and Asher, who is oil, he, he represents oil, um, and oil is connected to wisdom. So uh, as we know in Hanukkah, when we light the menorah, the oil that is contained in the menorah, it represents wisdom. So Shvat is go governed by, by Deli, Aquarius, the constellation of the, of the Jewish people, in order to serve as a vessel for the Torah, we must be able to understand its wisdom. Like if we learn Torah, but we don't understand the wisdom of the Torah, how can we serve it to the world? So this is why this month of Shvat, the month of a second giving of the law, is associated with the tribe of Asher, which is a tribe that was blessed in abundance with oil, which is associated with wisdom. So Torah and wisdom do not necessarily go hand in hand. As it says, if someone tells you that there is wisdom am amongst the nations, believe him. But if he tells you that there is Torah amongst the nations, do not believe him. So not necessarily a person that has wisdom has Torah. But a person that has Torah for sure has wisdom. So nevertheless, we obviously need wisdom to succeed in Torah. Hassal teach that one who sees olive oil in a dream can expect to experience Meor HaTorah, the light of the Torah. So we see that the Talmud states that one who sees Shlomo HaMelech 
in a dream can expect to become wise. So we know that Shlomo HaMelech was the wisest of men. He was considered the wisest of men. And he used his wisdom to study all everything that happened in the world. He knew about everything, Jewish, non-Jewish, secular, and Jewish, everything. But despite his wisdom, however, his success in Torah was not a given. The Talmud tells us that when Shlomo instituted the concept of Eruvim, Eruvim is the Eruv that we put on Shabbos, that we put this Eruv so you can carry in public places, and Netilat Yadaim. Netilat Yadaim is the prayer we do, the washing of the hands before eating bread. So King Shlomo instituted these two, these two, um, these two mitzvahs. When he did this, a heavenly voice rang out saying, my child, when your heart becomes wise, then my heart too will rejoice. So what it's saying is that yes, King Shlomo was learned everything that he could learn because he loved learning, but nevertheless, he had wisdom because he had Torah. So the Kotzner Rebbe explains that the word Eruv means mixed together or combined two or more things. Netilat Yadaim, the washing of the hands, uh, before eating bread, uh, on the other hand, <clears throat> it, it, when you wash your hands, you get rid of tumah, of, 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 of spiritual impurity. On the surface, these two concepts would seem to be contradictory, but they're not. As you know, eruvim is that you mix things together, and netilat yadaim, you're getting rid of things. So how can they be, how can you connect the two of them? So it says here that a successful life must maintain a balance between extraversion and introversion. The secret is of a wise person, like Shlomo Hamelech, that he realized that a person needs both. A person cannot be completely separated from the world, but he cannot also be completely immersed in the world. What he says is that for a person to be successful, and the message for this month that I want to convey is that a truly wise person must recognize the importance of having both properties of water and oil. Mingling with ordinary people, being nice to everybody, um, but making sure that uh, to be keep away from bad influences, to keep away from things that can bring him down. So it's clear for, from Moshe's blessing that Asher possesses both of these qualities. On one hand, Asher shall be pleasing to his brothers, just as water, this is in Devarim, represented by the water bucket of Chodesh Shvat. He mixes with other substances. Asher mingles freely with his brethren. He's friendly with everybody. People came from all over the world to buy olive oil from him, from them. But at the same time, Asher also has the property of oil, which is he was able to maintain himself spiritual spiritual stature he was able to maintain his spiritual stature regardless of the nature of the people that he encountered so he was able to separate both like i won't do anything that will harm my soul that will put my neshama in jeopardy this is the aspect of oil that 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 we can separate ourselves from any bad influence but at the same time, we have to be able to also be part of the world. So I want to leave you here and wish you a beautiful new month of Shvat. Should be supercharged with good things, with blessings, and all the good that God can bring you. 
So remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Yeah.